Okay, so you can take off your um, glasses, take off your belts, just lie out on the floor comfortably. And feel your contact, feel how you're resting on the floor. If you can have your legs long, then that's good to do. If you need to have them bent, you take care of your own comfort. Feel the places that are resting heavily on the floor. How heavy is your buttocks, your head, your sacrum, your heels? And then there are spaces where you don't feel contact. Behind your back, your knees, maybe your thighs, maybe your shoulders, your neck. Just get a sense of that overall pattern. That's like a fingerprint. That's your personal uh, memory of everything that you do and how you use yourself all day, day in and day out, that you're bringing to, you don't leave behind when you lie on the floor. You bring it with yourself when you lie on the floor, and it becomes a reference point. So as we, over the next six weeks, play with different possibilities, put together ourselves, take ourselves apart and put ourselves back together in different ways, you'll find that those patterns change. Some things change and some things stay the same. And you'll track that over the next few weeks. So now... Begin to um, measure the distance and draw a line from your left shoulder to your left hand. Feel the direction of that line, sense it, trace it out in your mind's eye, and the length of that line. And then from your right shoulder to your right hand, measure the length of your right arm, Feel the distance, compare it to your left arm, and the direction. So one arm, what direction does it lie out from your body compared to the other arm? And then the same thing with your legs. Start at your hip and trace the length of your left leg. And how long is your left leg from your hip to your heel or your toes? What direction does that line go in? And then your right leg, from your hip to your heel, your toes. What's the length of your right leg? How does that compare to your left leg? Is one longer, one feels shorter? And what's the direction of that line? And then there's another line. There's another very important relevant line. We've got a line of one arm, a line of the other arm, a line of one leg, a line of the other leg. And find and trace now the line of your spine from 
the base of your skull to your sacrum. And you can follow that line in your mind's eye like you're following every twist and turn. If you start at the base of your skull, come down through your neck, the vertebrae in your chest, between your ribs, behind your belly, towards your hips, your low belly and your pelvis. As you trace that line in your mind's eye, there's probably twists and turns. You feel a little bent this way, a little bent that way. And just notice those twists and turns that you feel. And then let's get a little bit more abstract. Leave those twists and turns behind and just feel the direction of that line. Basically, what's the direction of that line from the base of your skull to your sacrum? And now becomes a kind of a what-if line. What if there weren't all those twists and turns? What if I wasn't pulled a little bit on one side or the other side? It's just, what's the axis? What's the basic, very abstract direction of your spine? from your coccyx to the base of your skull. And then put that together in your image. Can you at the same time feel that direction and feel the direction of your left arm and the direction of your right arm and the direction of your left leg and the direction of your right leg? So you kind of feel yourself. It's a funny kind of feeling. You feel yourself just like you're a stick figure. Five lines. You can draw a circle on top for your head too. Got a circle for your head and five lines. It's the most basic sort of image of a human being. If you see anywhere from prehistory to now, somebody draws a picture of a human being, five lines, a little circle for your head. Anybody would recognize that as a picture of a human being. Very abstract. In your own muscles, you might pull in one direction or pull in another, a little tense here, shortened there. In your skeleton, there might be twists and turns, this a little bent or at an angle. But underneath that all, when you're organizing your movement, you're organizing it around these directions, these very abstract axes, the direction of each line. And that's what we're going to refine and build on in the next few weeks. So try again. Can you get that whole picture in your mind's eye at once? Feel those five lines. Sense yourself as those five lines and your head. And as you sense that, can you keep that alive in your internal feeling at the same time that you actually do something. So what we're going to do is lift your head. So just lift your head from the ground and put it back down and see as you lift it from the ground and put it back down. Do those lines stay clear? The direction of your spine, the length of your spine, the length of your arms, of your legs. Lift your head and put it back down. And as you lift your head or try to lift your head, you'll feel what? You feel strain in the muscles at the front of your neck? Do you feel your breathing interrupted? 
And if it's uncomfortable to lift your head, let's stop and think about that for a moment because that's something that can happen at any point in any Feldenkrais lesson. I ask you to do something, I say, try this. And the answer is, well, when I do that, it hurts. And that's not very useful. This is not a no pain, no gain method. Pain doesn't actually help. So at any point, you can work with just the idea of a movement. You can work with just the idea of lifting your head because already when you start to think about a movement, especially if it's a movement that causes you pain or discomfort, there is probably something you already do in organizing yourself, preparing yourself for movement that's really at the core of why that movement's uncomfortable. So it's really, really productive to take a movement that's uncomfortable and just approach it differently. And so anybody can try it at any time, but especially if you have discomfort, think now, just think about lifting your head. Just have the intention to lift your head from the floor. And notice already, what do you tighten? Where do you pull? Do you already lose that background awareness of the line of your spine, the lines of your arms, the lines of your legs? And you can even just clarify your intention of the movement just by imagining, while you're imagining it. You can think you're about to lift your head and see what you do. And then try again. Think that you're about to lift your head and think how can you do that with less strain, with less effort. How can you make even your imagination of that easier? Okay, and then everybody, lift your head once or twice for real, looking towards your feet. Lift your head and look in the direction of your feet and see what that's like. Just lift your head and put it down. You feel the direction that you lift your head. You feel what changes in your back against the floor. And then leave that and take a rest. And if you're comfortable leaving your legs long, leave your legs long. Again, if you need to bend them, because that's really not a comfortable position for you, you could do that, but otherwise leave your legs long. And now um, turn your arms so that your palms are hand down. Everyone's got their palms hand down, lying on the floor on either side of you. And begin to lift your left shoulder from the floor and put your left shoulder back down. So it's just a very subtle movement. You're lifting your left shoulder and letting it sink back towards the floor. And feel how easy that is or how smooth that is or isn't. Maybe it goes and jumps and starts and bumps. Maybe it goes smoothly and easily. Lift your left shoulder and put it down. And does that movement happen just in your shoulder? Do you feel anything, any participation, any response in your ribs, 
your spine, your neck. And vary the speed of that movement a little bit. Make it a little bit faster, easier, lighter. Do it a few times, kind of carelessly, quickly. And then leave that. And then just to check in again, once or twice, you lift your head, look towards your feet. And see if you lift your head a little bit differently, a little bit off the middle line, looking a little bit to the right as you lift your head, maybe. I mean, just to notice what happens in how you lift your head as a consequence of what you did with that shoulder. And then just leave that and rest. Take a rest. And renew in your inner sense, in your mind's eye, renew these five lines, the line of your spine. The line of your two legs. The lines of your two arms. And keeping those lines in mind, now can you lift your right shoulder, lift your right shoulder from the floor and place it back down. And what kind of perturbance does that make in these five lines? Can you keep these five lines in mind? These five directions? Your spine, your arms, your legs. As you lift your right shoulder from the floor and put it back down. So I've had a special request from also another one of our online uh, listeners, which is that in a quiet, slow lesson like this, I should remind people in Texas to wake up, pay attention. <laughs> Come on. We're lifting our right shoulder and putting it down again. Everyone wake up. <laughs> Across all the miles. And this online listener paid for a spot in class, so I feel I have to uh, give him his personalized attention while we're uh, doing this series. And then a little faster, your right shoulder a little faster. And as you speed it up, can you still pay attention to these five basic directions? The line of your spine, the line of each arm, the line of each leg. 
then just leave that and once again lift your head to look towards your feet and feel is there any difference, any effect on how you lift your head given what you've been doing with your shoulders? Okay, and leave that and take a rest. And now renew this image again of the five lines, the line of your spine, the line of each leg, the line of each arm. And lift both your shoulders. Take both of your shoulders forwards and return them to the floor. Let them sink back. Feel the journey upwards and feel how they sink back, how you let them sink back. Do they lift the same amount left and right when you do that? Or does one lift farther? And as you lift both of your shoulders, lift just the... um, Lift them just as far as the one that's moving less can lift. So it's like some sort of gesture of shoulder solidarity, your shoulder that is able to move farther. Instead, it only goes as far as the other shoulder can go. I don't know if solidarity is a very Texas idea, but I'll try it out. And then speed that up a little faster. Probably one of those things we think we're not supposed to do is take our shoulders forward, you know? Doesn't seem to correspond with what we think good posture should be, but let's be, let's go with it. Take your shoulders forward and let them drop back. And then leave that. And now lift your head to look down between your feet. And as you put your head back down, lift your shoulders. And keep going like that. So lift your head to look down towards your feet. And then as you put your head down, lift your shoulders. As you lift your head, let your shoulders drop. And as you lower your head, you lift your shoulders. And again, remember you can do that quote-unquote for real or you can do that in your mind. You can just work with the intention. And then leave that for a moment. Pause. Pause. 
And then try now, you tell me if this is the same thing or if this is the opposite. Lift your shoulders, and then as you lower your shoulders, lift your head. Lift your shoulders. And then as you lower your shoulders, lift your head. Is it possible to do that a little bit quickly? What starts to happen if you start to lift and lower your head quickly? It's not so easy to do, right? Lifting your head needs the big, strong, long muscles of your core. And they're not so likely to work really quickly. Okay. And then leave that. And everyone take a rest. alternate so lift your right shoulder and let it down lift your left shoulder and let it down and feel notice the direction you lift each shoulder is it kind of straight up towards the ceiling is it a diagonal is it across your body Alternating. And leave that and rest again. And now what if I said lift your left hip from the floor and put it back down again? Not your shoulder, your left hip. Can you lift your left hip from the floor and put it down again? And let me make it really stupid. Lift your left hip from the floor and put it down again without pushing with your heel. What's she talking about? How would you do that? Let's try something to make it a little bit easier. Bend your left foot, leg, and stand your left foot. And use just a little bit of pressure pushing from your left foot to lift your left hip from the floor. Lift it and put it down again. And as you lift it, you feel also what direction does your left hip go in? Does it go straight to the side? Does it go a little diagonally? Does it go up towards your right shoulder? What direction does your left hip lift in? This little push from your foot. And then slowly explore as you do this in your own organization, can you use that left foot less and less? So you're pushing with your left foot to roll your pelvis a little to lift your left hip. 
but can you do it every time so that you're actually using less and less pressure into the floor and more and more you're using what? I don't know, something's happening in your torso, using something in your abdomen, something, some of the other muscles that can pull on and move your pelvic bone do the work instead of your foot pushing from the floor. So you just set that as an interesting little experiment for yourself. Can you roll your left hip up, push your left foot up, lift your left foot hip up without pushing on the floor, diminishing the pushing on the floor that you're doing. And then lengthen your left leg again. And can you do the same idea but with your left leg long? Can you find the same way that how you organize your torso, how you use your chest, your belly, the muscles between your pelvis and your chest and your shoulders can actually lift and roll the left side of your pelvis a little? And maybe cheating as you know is always permitted in Feldenkrais as long as you know what you're doing maybe you're pushing a little bit with your left heel maybe so you start that way and then see can you push less with your left heel And then leave that and take a rest, another rest. And then again, lift your right shoulder from the floor and lift your right shoulder from the floor and put it down again and feel how easily, how lightly your right shoulder moves now. Has something changed? Does it interact with your chest, your spine in a different way? What direction does it go in? Does it connect somehow to that lifting of your left side of your pelvis that you were just doing? You start to feel like lifting your right shoulder is lifting it towards your left hip. And then leave that and rest. And then lift your right side of your pelvis. Can you lift a little your right side of your pelvis from your floor, from the floor? And again, maybe at the beginning when you do that, you're pushing with your right heel. And cheating is okay. And maybe you even want to bend your right leg and cheat that much. It's perfectly acceptable. Give yourself the idea of the movement. You can start with pushing from your right foot and then you slowly diminish how much you're relying on using your right foot and how much you're 
creating the movement from your core. From what direction do you take your right hip? And straight to the side, up towards your chest somewhere, towards your left shoulder. You can try moving it in different directions. Finding a different connection up your torso. All the while diminishing any push that you're doing with your right foot. Less pressure from the heel, less pressure from your foot. And then leave that and take a rest. Okay, now that was just our uh, right leg, right? So lift your left shoulder and put your left shoulder down and see what that's like. See if this action from your pelvis gave your brain suddenly an idea about how to make your right shoulder lighter. Your left shoulder, sorry. Left shoulder lighter, a different direction, a different pull. And leave that and rest. And then bend your knees and stand your feet, interlace your fingers behind your head, and lift your elbows in the direction of your knees and your knees in the direction of your elbows, and put everything back down again. Just lift and then lower everything again. We've just spent the last um, 40 minutes or so doing a really, really tiny, miniature, very proximal version of this movement and not dealing with the weight of our limbs, not really dealing with the weight of lifting our arms in the air. And now as you do this, feel what you feel press into the floor as you lift your head and lift your legs what comes away from the floor as you put them back down
And then leave that and stretch out and rest. And then bend your knees again and stand your feet. And lift your left leg from the floor. Take hold of beneath your left knee with your right hand, with your left hand. So you're holding on the outside of your uh, shin and the front, right beneath the kneecap. Yeah, with your left hand and then your right hand behind your head. And as you lie with your right hand behind your head, right, to begin with your elbows wide open to the side, right? That's just where it flops open. So now try a few times lifting your head and bringing your knee towards yourself, but keeping that elbow open to the side, not moving that elbow. Feel what that's like. Feel what effect it has on the movement, leaving your elbow open like that. Is that helping you? Is that hindering you? And then now start to use your elbow so that as you lift your head and take your knee towards yourself, you take your elbow towards the ceiling and towards your opposite knee at the same time that you lift your head. So you're not doing first one and then the other, but you really take your elbow at the same time that you lift your head. And as you take your elbow, you take your chest, you take your sternum, what happens? Taking your elbow towards your knee and your knee towards your elbow. And then leave that. Let that go. Stretch out your legs. Stretch out your arms and take a rest. And then again, bend your knees and stand your feet. And take hold of your right knee with your right hand. Bring your right leg up. So beneath the kneecap on the outside, on the front. And then place your right hand behind your head. And lift, oh sorry, your left hand. (laughs) Such a surprise. 
Yes, this is where we get into one of those pretzel lessons now. Okay. And take your, lift your head from the floor and take your left elbow in the direction of your right knee and down again. So you're lifting your elbow and folding your elbow as you lift your head at the same time that you lift your head. You don't do first one and then the other. And lifting the elbow takes your chest, takes your shoulder, takes your sternum. Cross that diagonal. Great. Good. And leave that. Stretch out. Take a rest. And then uh, roll to your side and come up to sit. And sit with your legs long. Lean back on your hands behind you, your legs slightly spread and long. And begin now to take your right shoulder forward and a little down towards your left hip. So lift your right shoulder now in the direction Forwards and a little down towards your left hip. And feel how your back moves backwards, where your spine moves, where your ribs move in the back. So your arms are doing you the favor of keeping you up in gravity and your spine can be free to move in whatever direction to help your right shoulder come towards your left hip. Can you do that and at the same time subtly lift your left hip towards your right shoulder? With your leg kind of passive, again, you might start pushing with your left heel or feeling that. And gradually let go of any extra pushing with your left heel. Just find how can your ribs move backwards? How can your spine move backwards? How can you shorten across the front? Take your right shoulder towards your left hip and your left hip towards your right shoulder.
And then take a break, leave that. You can lie on your back or you can stay sitting as you prefer. And then again, come up and lean on your hands behind you when you're ready. And again, take your left shoulder. Now take your left shoulder forwards and down in the direction of your right hip. And feel... How, what moves backwards? How does your back move backwards? How does your spine move backwards? What in the back of you? Your ribs? Does your pelvis roll a little? What moves backwards as you're shortening that diagonal from your left shoulder to your right hip? And then gradually, subtly, you start to also lift your right hip towards your left shoulder as your left shoulder comes forwards and down. So take that whole line from your left shoulder to your right hip and shorten that and lengthen it. And as you do that, you feel again what goes backwards in your back so that you don't need to push with your right heel to do this. How your spine moves, how your abdomen shortens itself will turn and lift that side of your pelvis slightly. Feel that. Great. And then leave that and lie on your back again. And as you lie on your back, come back to that impression that you made on the floor at the beginning. The places that were heavy behind your pelvis, perhaps, or your head, or your chest, or your heels. How heavy are they now? And the places where there were spaces. Are the spaces as large? Have they changed shape or size? And trace out as well, return again to those lines, the line of your spine, the line of each arm, the line of each leg, and the direction of those lines. Has the direction changed? Has it become clearer? And when you're ready at your own pace and your own time, you can roll to your side, come up to sit and come up to stand. And take a couple minutes before you 
kind of start to interact with people around you, take a couple minutes to just walk around the room, stand and walk around the room and see what your experience is. <laughs> 